Hello, this is Aaron Saft coming to you from San Diego. <laughs> I apologize for not getting this podcast out on Thursday. We've had a heck of a time trying to get home. I am <laughs> stuck in San Diego right now. Um, it is Friday, August 19th, um, and I am still not home. Um, I was supposed to be home uh, originally on Wednesday, <laughs> so things have just not gone according to plan, but that's okay. Um, so if the audio is a little bit off, I apologize. I am in the conference room of the uh, Hampton Inn here in San Diego, and I want to thank the front desk man for, <laughs> for letting me use the conference center. Uh, and if the audio is off, again, my apologies. I don't have all my normal equipment, but uh, wanted to get this podcast out because Bigfoot was pretty darn amazing. Um, what an experience, and I uh, wanted to talk about that. And uh, and just a quick moment to say thank you all for, my goodness, all of the, the well wishes, uh, good luck, uh, prayers, love, everything beforehand and afterwards. I, I really can't believe the outpouring of support that everyone showed, um, you know, even while tracking Bigfoot, uh, just a heartfelt thank you. Uh, you all are just amazing and I love this community. I'm so glad to be a part of it. Um, you know, from um, from Strava to, to Facebook to Instagram, uh, it's just amazing to see uh, everybody's words of encouragement uh, as well as uh, congratulations. It, it just was it meant a lot to me because uh, this race did it meant a lot to me. So thank you. Uh, that's the first thing I want to go through. Um, secondly. Uh, the race, oh my goodness, uh, I, I guess we start with the uh, the atmosphere, and uh, forgive me, it's it's early here, <laughs> so I'm going to be drinking coffee as I as I talk, so. So on, um, race uh, started on, on Saturday, but packet pickup was on Friday. We got in on Wednesday, which was really nice, um, gave us a chance to uh, drive in, uh, we saw where the start was. Um, and it's at Marble Mountain Snow Park, which is a uh, part of the Mount St. Helens National Monument Park. Um, and uh, we, you know, so we checked out that area a little bit and kind of um, drove back through the uh, um, the forest. Um, and man, those roads are are atrocious. <laughs> so I felt really bad for my crew because the roads are really really bad. Um, but. Uh, we got to see some really cool stuff, um, see some, where some of the aid stations were going to be, uh, you know, kind of plan logistics a little bit on our way and talk about things. Um, at that point, it was just my family and I um, driving, but uh, Beth and I talked about a lot of things, uh, Beth being my wife. And um, um, Thursday, um, we, uh, we kind of just got stuff together. I uh, worked on my drop bags, um, and I'll talk about where I use those. Uh, there's a few spots where um, you know, my crew would have to kind of hike in a bit, and so I didn't want them to have to carry my totes and stuff, and I'll talk about how I, I pack it everything. But um, I left drop bags at those locations so that they wouldn't have to, uh, you know, to hike things or a lot of things in. So um, I ended up having... Uh, four drop bags that I made up, um, 
And then um, I also put together my mandatory gear because on Friday we had to go to uh, check-in and uh, you had to have your mandatory gear with you to, to show you had everything. So I put that all together as well. Um, and started, you know, making sure that I had everything ready, um, you know, all my gear um, out that I was going to, you know, use from the start and then started to organize my, my gear bag. So I had a, a really large roller duffel, kind of like one of those, um, oversized luggage bags that, uh, that roll. I used that for all my gear, uh, for my crew. So that it was easier for them to, to move around at the aid stations. And I had a large tote. If you've ever gone to Lowe's, uh, or Home Depot or, any of the hardware stores, they have those large um, black totes with the yellow lids. Um, there is one that has wheels. Um, it's a little skinnier than the, the typical tote, but um, that's what I put all of my nutrition and uh, hydration products in. So all my food was in one spot for my crew uh, so that they just had to bring the, the gear bag and that tote. Those were the two things that I needed at every aid station. Um, aside from where the drop bags were. So, um, so they, that's, that's what I organized everything into. Um, I had everything in, uh, individual bags. So, uh, I, I used, uh, um, the, uh, gallon size Ziploc bags for organizing all of my, um, my gels and, uh, um, bars and chews so that, you know, they could just kind of pick a bag out and, and, you know, grab something from those, which made it a lot easier for my crew to find things, um, rather than, you know, uh, trying to sort through crush boxes and, uh, you know, stuff that fell out. So, um, I kept everything in bags for them and they actually reorganized that to their liking, um, so that they, they knew better where things were. So that was kind of cool. And that worked out well. Uh, for my drop bags, I actually use the um, large storage Ziploc bags. Uh, they're blue bags. They have uh, handles, but they, they lock just like a Ziploc bag so that they're, they're watertight. And what I bought was um, two rolls of duct tape, one being um, a caution tape. It's uh, yellow with black stripes and then a yellow duct tape as well. And I put X's on the... Uh, uh, the drop bag and then um, made little pieces and, and wrote my, my number on them so that it was very visible. Um, and then the Ziploc bags themselves have a label area where you can put your, um, your drop bag location, name, and, um, and bib number. So um, you know, I, I made those all up on, uh, on Thursday. They were, you know, I, I put it on both sides, big X's and, and all those numbers. Uh, so it was, it was quite clear which drop bag was mine. <laughs> um, that tape worked really well. My, my drop bag stuck out, you know, quite easily. It was so easy to find mine. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was mostly on Thursday. Uh, everybody started arriving on Thursday. Um, and so, um, you know, we, uh, we of course relaxed and made a campfire our uh, our area b2b was so much fun they had like all these outdoor games so it was really relaxing in other words we had a, a great thursday um and then on friday um morning we went for 
a, a short run, like a little shakeout run. Um, I went with my wife and uh, you know, my Pacers. We all went for a run together. Um, we had a loop in mind, but uh, the uh, the forest had grown in, so uh, we we couldn't make the loop. But um, it was still a great run. Just it's such a beautiful area in Washington. Um, we were staying in Packwood, which is right next to Randall, where the finish is. Um, the reason we stood uh, stayed at the finish was that again we had to um, we had to go to the finish area for um, for check in. So um, the start is about it's between two and two and a half hours of a drive to the start. So Saturday morning we had to make that drive, but um, Friday morning, um, yeah, I went for a jog, got cleaned up, um, you know, made sure that everything was ready for. Um, the drop bags and um, and my gear, uh, just you know, kind of situating everything, you know, getting the car ready. Um, really, just a lot of preparations, uh, you know, so that Friday night I could just relax um, and kind of talk with the crew, kind of go through the game plan, uh, just as I'm going through it with you. Uh, so Friday was a lot of logistics, uh, and before we knew it, it was time to go to the. Uh, uh, to pack pickup, we were assigned a time, uh, so um, we had to go at a specific time to uh, um, to pick up uh, our packets. And when we did, it was um, it was real nice. Uh, you know, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of people because you, we went by our last names. Uh, we were there was a you know an hour time slot to pick up your stuff, and uh, you went in um, and uh, and I check in. They did like a, a quick medical check. Uh, just make sure that there wasn't anything that they, you know they really needed to know or any update to your medical information. Um, they checked your phone to make sure that you had the GPS track, um, uh, you know, loaded on your phone so that you could kind of make sure you knew where you're at, which was very very useful during this race. Um, and then um, you get your uh, your bib number uh, and your uh, your swag bag, um, and then you know you can. Purchase whatever, of course, at that time. Um, you know, they had some great merchandise. Uh, so, um, but it was real, real simple, laid back. Um, and then I, I did a, a camera interview. Um, it was, that was really cool. Uh, the gentleman's name is Justice, and Justice was amazing. I saw him out on the course, and we actually did an on-course interview. Um, I missed him for the finish, which was a bummer because uh, it was it was fun. Kind of, it would have been fun to do um, you know a, a pre-video during and then post uh, so i hope to catch up with him at some point because that was really fun you know chatting with him he was a real nice gentleman um and uh and then you get your your, your pre-race photo of course um of you smiling with your bib and <laughs> looking silly um and stupid before before the start and and then we took off um oh and of course we dropped off the drop bags um so <laughs> we put the drop bags out and uh let's see so um I had drop bags at uh, Blue Lake, um, I think Johnston Ridge, um, let's see, where else, um, Lewis River, and the last one, Owens Creek, because um, we weren't sure if uh, you know, my crew was really going to have to hike far into there, so uh, those are my four drop bags, so I dropped those off um, uh, before we left. Oh, and they, you know, of course they did have the, 
the uh, the gear check as well. When they check your GPS, they check all the rest of your gear to make sure you have your mandatory gear, which was kind of your um, waterproof jacket, waterproof pants, gloves, hat, uh, whistle, um, calories. Um, what else? Um, um, uh, oh, a base layer, um, emergency bivy. Um, so yeah, you know, just checked all those things, make sure you had them. Anyway, uh, so went home. Um, my wife made uh, my wife and, and Dave Workman made a great dinner. Um, you know, we kind of were making sure everything was ready for the next day, and uh, and then we had a, a dinner, and then our crew meeting went over. Um, you know, the plan. Um, uh, Terry Foxworth and Beth had come up with a great plan. Um, you know, Beth and the kids were just going to take me to the start. Everybody else could get some sleep. Um, and then um, they made a plan for, you know, who was going to be crewing so that everybody didn't have to be out there for the entire time and people can get some, some rest and didn't have to drive all the time and be, you know, active and engaged all the time, which was perfect. They, they had a great plan. Um, and uh, if anybody's interested, if you, if you do Bigfoot in the future, um, and you know, I want to you know hear more about our plan. Um, you know, just just let me know. Um, I'll put you in touch with uh, with Terry. Uh, he was fantastic uh, in, in in helping plan the logistics of this race. Um, he, he was really engaged and and I mean just an asset. So I, I thank Terry so much for that. He was awesome, and he was awesome out in the course as well. <laughs> so then um, I said good night. Yeah, I called it an early night uh, to go get some rest. Um, you know, the, you, everybody knows what it's like a night before a big race. You know, trying to try to get some sleep. You, you wake up with the the nervous anxiety <laughs> of the uh, the you know the event ahead. Just um, thinking about things. Did I do this? Did I do that? Do I have this? Oh my God, it's two hundred miles. <laughs> um, all of that stuff. It was going through my head. So. Um, I, you know, I woke up on uh, on Saturday morning and uh, got myself together, and then uh, oh man, I uh, uh, got the kids in the car and, and we started making our way over uh, to uh, to the start. Um, we had to pick up our our trackers that morning, so I, you know I got there, got my tracker on, made sure I had all my gear, um, and. Uh, before I knew it, we were standing on the start line and uh, getting ready to go. Um, I had uh, had some some friends, uh, some folks that had run uh, Hellbender that I saw and talked to. Um, it was fantastic to see, uh, you know, just some familiar faces. So uh, great to see you all. Thank you so much for for saying hey. Uh, you know, definitely brought some comfort in a time of uh, <laughs> in a time of anticipation and. Uh, nervousness so that that was great to kind of calm a bit but um so we started at marble mountain um when they said go i was surprised at how fast (laughs) some folks took off um that really took me by surprise uh but to each their own everybody has their own race plan and um i settled in and just took my pace from the get-go and you know my my goal was to finish this thing I needed my Western States qualifier so that um, you know I could use my raffle ticket that that I won because if I finished 
Bigfoot. Um, you know, I, I'd be towing the line at Western States in 2023 because I was, you know, I got guaranteed spot. Um, so this meant a lot. It really did. And so um, I settled in. I met this really, really nice gentleman named Sam. Um, Sam and I, uh, you know, we just really took it easy, um, made our way to Blue Lake, which is the first aid station. Um, and uh, you're, you're making your way around um, Mount St. Helens. And uh, for those of you that have watched the Bigfoot video, there's a, a, a tremendously kind of rocky volcanic uh, rock area that all the runners are kind of, you know, dancing through. That's that's that section. Um you know, it, was, it, it was, you know, um, not not a lot of that, uh, you know, just a bit. I mean, just had to be careful. Um, I was definitely worried about my feet and getting hurt, but I had no problems. Uh, made it through nice and calm. Um, you know, uh, I really didn't pull out the poles. Um, I, I had the uh, rabbit shredder uh, five-inch shorts, and I kept my poles in those. They have... Uh, two elastic bands that you can store your poles in. So I had my poles in my shorts from the start, um, and I knew I needed my hands, so I didn't want them taken up with my poles, so I actually just kept my poles uh, in my shorts. Um, and uh, you know, uh, Blue Lake is uh, uh, it's about 12 miles uh, from, from the start. Uh, then, again, I had a drop bag there, so... Um, the uh, the only confusion we had and we we were okay we got to this junction and it was it was a little bit confusing the way the arrows were set um you know you had to really be conscious of of where you were going uh one arrow said to blue lake and the other one said to windy ridge and windy ridge is the second aid station um so you had to kind of be mindful and uh, uh you know some people unfortunately did make the wrong turn there and missed Blue Lake. Uh, they ended up having to go back, but we were good. We went down to Blue Lake. It was a little out and back. Um, got down to the aid station, grabbed my drop bag. Um, you know, made sure I had enough fluid, um, enough food to to make it over to Windy Ridge, because it, it's 18 miles uh, to the next aid station. Um, and uh, you're you're going around Mount St. Helens, so um, you know there there are some spots to filter. Um, as you make your way from Blue Lake to Windy Ridge, and I'll, I'll kind of talk about that, but um, grabbed all my gear, and, and uh, Sam and I took off, um, staying together still. And, uh, man, that next section uh, was so diverse. Um, you know, we went through some really beautiful forest, um, some great pine, you know, some, uh, some great pine forests, and, uh, and then... We'd get out into the the open. There was this really huge ravine uh, in which he took a rope to to go down. Uh, he had to cross over, um, you know, a good moving stream. And then on the other side, there was another rope to help you get back out of the ravine. It was pretty steep. And then uh, kind of make your way through another little wooded section, and then it's really exposed. And you're kind of in the heat of the day by that time, and the, the volcanic rock is just absorbing the heat. So. Um, I was going through fluids, you know, quite, quite fast. Um, it was a pretty dry stretch too. Um, so, uh, it was pretty powdery. It was a good climb. Um, but the views of Mount St. Helens were off to our right. It was just amazing because now you're in the blast zone. So you see where the mountain just exploded, which was incredible. The views were just amazing. 
uh, and the you know the valley to our left uh, was just incredible. Uh, just all of these really pretty views. Um, you know, it's the first time I think we could see uh, Mount Adams at that point. Um, it was uh, you know seeing all of these volcanoes was just oh, was so incredible. And the scale of the mountains was just beautiful. So, but um, yeah, that next section was really dry. Um, so just kept moving at a good pace. I felt like I was pushing Sam, so I was a little worried about him. Uh, so I kind of settled down um, and, you know, say, hey, you know, t- make sure you're taking your pace. Um, you know, I, I tried to get in front of him a little bit, but he held tight. So um, I just, you know, geared back with him and, and, and stayed with him for a bit. And we made our way. Um, finally got to, you know, some some water and, and you know got some some water and, and drank and uh which was great nutrition was going down fine even in the heat uh i was taking uh, mostly spring awesome sauce um and scratch chews at that point um i didn't really have any real food at the first aid station like i said it was 12 miles in i wasn't really feeling it so um i didn't really take anything there but um kept making our way to to windy ridge and uh, uh, Windy Ridge was, uh, it was great. Uh, you know, there's like a, a dirt road. It was kind of the first time we were on a dirt road. Everything had been really single track until that point. And uh, we got up to Windy Ridge and my family was there. Uh, my mom and my kids and my wife. Uh, so it was great to see everybody. Uh, that was such a, uh, a great relief. Um, I was in way ahead of schedule. Um, you know, one thing I will say is that um, the distance according to the race uh, and what we had on our watches was significantly different. Um, I was I was reading about five miles um, short of what the distance read for um, you know, the total um, distance. Uh, Windy Ridge is supposed to be about thirty miles in, and I had been I read about twenty five miles completed. So um, I, we attribute that to why I was uh, ahead of schedule so much because I think I was about two hours ahead of schedule. Um, and, uh, so anyway, um, got in Windy Ridge, um, and, uh, my, uh, uh, my shoes, I realized, uh, I, I talked about this on another podcast. I had bought another pair of the orange, um, Ultra Olympus fives, uh, and the tread started falling off again. <laughs> I was a little frustrated, um, you know, that it happened to a new pair, again, this being the second pair that it happened to. Uh, and the reason I say orange is because I have a, a brown pair that I switched into. So I switched shoes, um, switched into the brown pair of Olympus 5. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, the, the, I didn't have any problem with the tread on those. So, um, but I did change shoes at that point just because the tread was, uh, was coming off on the orange ones. Um, which, um, once I got to, uh, uh, my crew, um, Morgan Elliot, actually, he, um, I had shoe goo in my gear bag, so he fixed it, my orange ones, because, um, I'll talk about, you know, going between shoes and why, but I, I switched back to those later on. So, from Windy Ridge, um, you know, after my resupply with my crew and seeing my family, uh, anyway, I went and see my kids, um, and, uh, and Beth, until, uh, well, I wouldn't see the kids until Monday, and I wasn't going to see Beth until the morning, 
uh, which kind of it, it kind of made me realize, you know, what was going on, and uh, I, it made me a little sad. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, I, I really wanted to to see them more, obviously. So um, that was that weighed on me a little bit, um, but. I knew I had um, two more aid stations, and I'd pick up my pacer. My, my first pacer was uh, David Workman, so um, I, I, you know I was I was looking forward to that. The next aid station wasn't very far away. It was Johnson Ridge, which is uh, an observatory, um, and I, I ran with this nice young woman, um, Jodine was her name, uh, and I had, she was she was so um, positive. You could just feel the positive energy coming from her, and um, you know, she was wonderful. Um, I talked to her for a while. She was great. She just she was moving, you know, running when she could, walking when she had to. Um, this was uh, she had completed one one hundred, and this is obviously her first two hundred. Uh, so we, you know, we kind of went back and forth um, for a bit. Um, you know, at, at times I'd be moving faster, times she'd be moving faster, and. Uh, you know, we, we got up to Johnson Ridge, which uh, was about six and a half miles from Windy Ridge, so not far. Um, but that was the first time that I really um, took in some, some solid food. It was getting later in the day, um, and, and I really hadn't had anything. The race started at 9 a.m., and I really hadn't eaten anything significant other than what you know nutrition I was carrying. So um, finally ate some, some food, some real food, got some solid calories in me. Um, and uh, you know, it was feeling pretty good. Um, it was it was nice. Um, it was the first time I had seen a porta john <laughs> um, all day, and uh, it, they were great. The, the porta john had a sign on it said "Never trust a fart," <laughs> which you know, of course made me smile. Uh, it was wonderful. Exactly what I needed. The volunteers were amazing there. Um, so um, we you know from Johnson Ridge. Uh, you're you're up you're up pretty high on Johnson Ridge and getting some great views um, across um, the uh, the valley from where you you kind of just were, so you ran across the other side of the valley to get to um, to Windy Ridge and then now you're on the opposite side of the valley, kind of running back, so um, you're backtracking almost on a different trail, and uh, but the views obviously were still just amazing. The light of day was great, uh, and. Uh, so um, from Johnson Ridge, uh, it's it's a good long segment. It's almost 19 miles. Uh, you know, some of the distances between the A stations were pretty far. Uh, and uh, the next A station was Coldwater Lake, which again I mentioned I would see um, Dave Workman and uh, you know my my my, <laughs> my I'll say my my most uh, my workhorse Nathan France. Nathan did. So many miles. Uh, I think you know, in total pacing, Nathan did about eighty-seven miles. Uh, he he did thirteen miles at the end, just so he, he did a hundred. <laughs> um, but he did eighty-seven miles of pacing with me. But David was uh, was picking me up because he had to get going. But um, David was going to run fifty k with me, so I was looking forward to to cold water. Um, and we you know we we made our way there. Um, uh, you know, Jodine was. Um, you know, again, back and forth with me, and um, towards the end, she was a bit ahead of me, uh, and it was just, uh, I had that Dolly Parton song stuck in my head, Jolene, but, you know, of course, I, I kept saying Jodine, <laughs> but it kept getting stuck in my head every time I saw her, and I was, I was like, oh, I gotta, gotta get this out of my head, so, um, but, um, 
Yeah, we uh, we made our way to Coldwater. Um, I arrived at the Coldwater aid station, and uh, they weren't there. <laughs> uh, my you know my crew wasn't there. Uh, I tried not to stress about it. Uh, I tried to just stay relaxed and uh, you know take care of whatever I could, and hopefully they would arrive. So I ordered some food from the aid station. Uh, they were great. They wrote your your bib number and what you wanted on a plate, cooked it up, and then brought it over to you. So, um, like I said, I just controlled the variables I could, uh, and, uh, and got myself together. Um, and, uh, it was starting to get dark. Um, so, um, I had taken my, my light belt, um, and all my night stuff, uh, at Windy Ridge when I saw them there. And, uh, um, so I was, I was getting that stuff out and ready. Because uh, we, uh, as I said, we, this next section, I knew we'd be going into the dark. So um, they arrived as I was kind of, you know, eating my food uh, and got themselves together. Um, Dave got ready, and uh, and we headed out um, for the next aid station, which was um, about, um, yeah, it was about eleven miles. Yeah, about eleven miles to this place called Norway Pass. Um, we ran along the Coldwater Lake, which was somewhere between four and five miles long. It was this gorgeous lake. Oh my goodness, it's so pretty. And, uh, you know, the darkness started settling in and we got our lights on. We had a really big climb. That was a really good climbing section once we got past the lake. Just, you know, some, some big climbs up on the ridges. Um, we went up to, um, uh, I think it was St. Margaret's Pass and, uh, or St. Margaret's Peak. And uh, the, the moon was just amazing. It, it played so many tricks on us because we looked at the mountain and, uh, and saw, you know, uh, this light. And we were like, is that the aid station? What is that? And as we made our way around the mountain, it, the moon popped out. And we're like, wow, the moon. And it's, it was so bright. Um, we, you know, we get up on the ridge and it would shine down. And we're like, is, is there a car down there? And again, it would be the moon reflecting off the lakes. Um, the clouds were inverted, uh, so we had this low cloud cover in the valleys below us, uh, and you know, just this wide open sky. Oh man, what a beautiful sky at night! It was so clear, and the air was crisp. Um, you know, I threw on a, one of my base layers. Um, I brought like three wool base layers, one for each night. Um, you know, just so I had a dry shirt each night. And they came in handy. That first night got really cold. Um, as we kind of made our way through um, that that uh, segment, that section of trail, uh, it was getting colder for sure. Uh, but it was it was it was so cool. Um, if you've run at night in a race uh, and you've seen like the headlamps, you know, I don't know if you've ever experienced a, a race like that where you can see the headlamps in front of you, you know, where they're where you're going and behind you from where you've been. It's just so neat. So, you know, I think that was the first time Dave had experienced something like that. So that was pretty special sharing that with him. Uh, you know, we were having a great time. Uh, I felt a lot better. You know, I was, I was really getting kind of um, kind of getting a little bit um, sentimental uh, because, I, you know, again, I was, I was uh, upset that I wouldn't see my kids for a while and, and not see my wife for a while. But Dave really turned that around uh, and, and kind of, you know, gave me a... a a better mental um, mindset. I, I felt really, I, I did. I feel, I felt much better. I was, I was in a, a happy place. Um, and, you know, so we kept making our way 
um, onto uh, to Norway Pass, which <laughs> it plays tricks on you because you enter the Norway Pass, uh, which is like a valley, uh, and you enter and you're looking straight down at the aid station. You can see the aid station right in front of you, down you know down the mountain from you. But you have to take a right and follow the uh, basically the valley. You take the right side of the valley, go across the valley, and then take the left side of the valley all the way back around. So you do a complete loop. So basically, once you come into that valley and you see the aid station right in front of you, you have an hour and a half until you get to the aid station. Um, but we got into the aid station and Terry was there. Uh, and uh, Terry was uh, you know, just full of energy, full of life, so excited. Uh, which was great. That's exactly what I needed. I was 34 degrees, uh, so it got cold. It got really cold. So I, I threw on my puffy that was in my gear bag, um, grabbed some food, and kind of sat in the car and, and ate just so I would stay warm. Uh, I, I start to chill off pretty quickly uh, and start shivering pretty easily. So um, you know, I jumped in the car um, and had some food. Uh, Terry reloaded my pack you know, and, you know, ask me questions like, do you need this, that, or the other thing? Um, I was doing pretty good. I had some coffee there. It was the middle of the night. Um, so it, like we were, you know, I think we were somewhere around midnight at that point. Um, so, uh, you know, that was, that was definitely, uh, <laughs> um, one of those late evenings, uh, where, you know, you're, you're kind of, oh man, you know, trying to stay awake. Uh, I, the first night I didn't plan on sleeping, um, and I'll, I'll talk about every time that I, I did take a nap, but that first night I really didn't, um, you know, I, 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 I planned on keep moving. So, um, yeah, we, uh, we, we got into that aid station and, and you know, kind of took care of things, made sure we were warm enough. Um, and, uh, and, you know, Terry, like I said, Terry was great. You know, Terry was the only one there. Uh, Beth was getting some sleep. So, um. After that, uh, after Norway Pass, we continue, continued on to um, to Elk Pass. Um, you know, as I said, Dave's uh, Dave's section was just under thirty miles. So, um, uh, you know, going over to, to Elk Pass, um, we would see um, we would see Terry again, um, and uh, um, I think. I'm trying to remember. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to remember if uh, if we saw the whole crew because um, that's where Dave stopped. We did see. Um, yeah, we did see the whole crew because um, I was picking up um, Nathan there. I think that's right. Um, so anyway, we made our way over to uh, to Elk Pass. Um, which was, um, you know, basically morning time. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> um, we, uh, we got out to this little aid station, um, and, uh, man, it was so good to see everybody. Uh, they were, they were great. Um, uh, the, uh, um, uh, the Elk Pass aid station, uh, had some breakfast. Uh, it was so nice. Uh, to have some some hot food, um, it was still pretty cool. Uh, a little bit warmer than it was at, at uh, Norway Pass, actually, but because Norway Pass was actually pretty high altitude, uh, and by that I just mean it was uh, I think it was around five thousand feet because um, the course doesn't go to very high, but 
you know, it being at that altitude, at that elevation, it was it was definitely chilly. So um, we, we were, Elk Pass was a little bit warmer. Uh, the only problem the race had was that the portageons weren't delivered to most of the aid stations. <laughs> so they had these like little kind of privacy tents with um, just uh, you know the bucket toilets, which was really difficult because they were so low to the ground. And anybody that runs an ultra knows that it's really hard to <laughs> to do squat down um, after a number of miles. So um, you know at this point. We are um, 76 miles into the race, <laughs> but um, you know it was it was great. Um, just uh, just great to, to get in again, see everybody. Um, you know they're asking me what was working food wise, and everything was still working fine. Um, I didn't have any problems. Still with nutrition, um, my nutrition you know was working great. I was still working off of you know the same stuff. Um, I was, I was um, moving well. wasn't wasn't tired. The daylight was nice. You know, as everybody knows, having that daylight was was great. Um, and uh, we uh, we picked it up. Um, kept moving. Uh, we had uh, 15 miles to uh, this next aid station, um, and uh, that you know we're uh, it did get uh, it got warm. I'll say that. Um, you know, we, we made our way over to that aid station and, um, it was really dusty. Uh, man, the dust was just, it was, it was, you know, it was my, my pacers were wearing masks just because every step I took was creating like a, a puff of smoke, you know, and it was, it was in our eyes. It got in your nose and it was, you know, you were coughing from it. So yeah, that was, that was kind of tough. Um, but, um, yeah, we, uh, we ran over to uh, um, um, the the next aid station road ninety three twenty seven. Um, again, just kind of you know reset, uh, reloaded, um, and uh, um, uh, still in the day, but at this point, um, and uh, and then um, we had uh, uh, our next aid station was Spencer Butte. Um, and, uh, like that was, that was Spencer Butte was, uh, that was, uh, uh, like an aid station I remember from, from another video. Um, I tried to, to get a little bit of a nap. I was pretty sleepy in that section. Um, you know, I, I was, uh, I think I took a dirt nap in that section, um, before Spencer Butte, I was just a little bit tired. Um, it was the heat of the day too, so I think I think that kind of wore on me a little bit. And when I got to Spencer Butte, um, Morgan set up a uh, a little bed for me, um, and he was picking me up as a pacer. So um, I tried to take a little bit of a nap, but it was it was hot. It was hard to sleep. Um, the bugs were kind of <laughs> annoying. So, um, but uh, I did get a little bit of rest. I got some more food in me, um, and then. Um, we were going to um, go to, um, oh no, I'm sorry, um, I was going to pick up uh, Morgan at Lewis River, that's right, um, uh, Nathan is still with me, so um, we ran, um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm misthinking here, man, um, I apologize, yeah, um, not the, the road 9327 is where I took a nap, Spencer Butte was a remote aid station, and um 
my my feet were um, really killing me. Um, so um, I had, you know, the the brown ones were rubbing my pinky toe for some reason. So Morgan fixed my shoes, and I switched back to the the orange um, um, Olympus, and I did that at. Um, uh, road 9327 and then we went up to Spencer Butte and then I had the uh, volunteer look at my my feet um, Spencer Butte was a drop bag that's right I didn't see my my crew at Spencer Butte um, it, it seemed like it took forever to get up to Spencer Butte too for some reason there was like this really long climb it just seemed like the aid station just would never come <laughs> it was it was kind of frustrating uh, but Nathan and I were, you know, we just made our way. Um, but, uh, you know, we got up there. Uh, both of us had some food and, and refueled. Um, I, I think I dozed off a little bit while the, the volunteer worked on my feet. Um, but, uh, yeah, 93.27, I apologize. That's where I took a little um, dirt nap with uh, Morgan setting up the bed and stuff. Uh, I had him reversed. So Spencer Butte, yeah, I'm sorry, um, was not crew accessible grab my drop bag. Um, but from Spencer Butte, we had a huge drop down to Lewis River. And uh, th- that was, uh, oh man, what a descent. That thing was so steep. We had a little bit on the road. Um, and we also had some navigation problems. Um, you know, I, I'll talk about this here. Um, the confidence flags were not very consistent. We, uh, we had about, it was supposed to be about every half mile, they would have a, a closed pin with a ribbon and reflective tape on it, but um, that was, it was not very consistent. Um, and, uh, you know, at Lewis River, it looked like somebody had pulled all of the course markings. Uh, so we were, we, we got in with this group and, um, you know, we were just looking at our phones together, trying to decipher which way to go, um, make sure we stayed on course. The actual eventual winner of the race, he actually went wrong there. Um, he had an old map downloaded, which had an old aid station listed. So he went the wrong way. And, uh, so, um, you know, we didn't know that, but he had run two miles in the wrong direction. So four miles total, cause he had to come back. Um, but we, we found our way, uh, and made it, um, up to the aid station. It was dark by the time we made the aid station. Um, so we got into, uh, Lewis Creek Aid Station, and that's where I was going to lay down for the first time um, and take a real deep nap. Um, they say, you know, you need at least an hour and a half to get a full REM cycle. So I said, you know, to them, wake me up in two hours. That way I gave myself time to, to fall asleep and, and relax. Um, and I took the full two hours. Um, it was about 9 p.m. when I laid down, uh, got up at 11 p.m. I did get a good, good two-hour sleep. Um, I had a, you know, a good, I felt solid when I woke up that was, um, much needed. <laughs> um, and, uh, um, Morgan was ready to go. Um, you know, we had our lights, uh, cause it's obviously still nighttime. Um, I, I put myself together. Um, you know, I had had food, uh, at the aid station before at Spencer Butte and I was still pretty full. My, you know, my crew was trying to get me to eat something. I just, I wasn't, wasn't hungry. Um, so I didn't really have much to eat at Lewis River, uh, but um, you know we uh, 
um, made sure my feet were okay. Um, you know, people's feet were much worse than mine, so I don't make don't want it to make it sound like my feet were bad. Uh, you know, my, like I could feel them, but it, it wasn't they weren't like a major issue. So I don't want to uh, make it sound like I had the the worst feet on earth. It, it wasn't bad. <laughs> I just had a few blisters. <laughs> I was pretty lucky actually. Uh, so, um, but Morgan and I, uh, we uh, we were you know going to make our way to Quartz Ridge and. You know, he's asking me about the day and, and what things were like. Um, I will say that I was surprised by how many motorcycles were on the course. Um, that's something that I really, I, you know, I don't experience much in the East. But um, when Nathan and I were running, uh, we encountered uh, like three or four different groups of motorcycles, uh, which, you know, kind of we obviously had to get out of their way. Um but it was that was strange to encounter motorcycles because other than going around Mount St. Helens, there really weren't many users out on these remote trails. Um, you didn't come across many people, but um, but yeah. So um, so Morgan and I set off into the night on our way to Quartz Ridge. Um, it's about seventeen miles to uh, to Quartz Ridge, and uh, um, you know, we, we, we were, we were doing fine, um, you know, moving along, um, you know, Morgan is, is so, um, energetic and, and positive, um, it was great, you know, having his energy, especially in the nighttime, um, you know, we, we got through that, that section, um, it was, um, it was pretty big, uh, big climbing, um, so, um, in that section, you gain 7,347 feet, and you lose four thousand five hundred twenty-two feet. So it's it's kind of the you know, the the biggest um, uh, biggest climbing and descent section. So everybody was really nervous about that section. Um, and uh, you know, honestly, I, you know, based on everything I've done, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> um, maybe my perception is warped, <laughs> um, but I, I didn't think it was really that really that bad. Um, you know, earlier on, um, you know, Dave and I had done basically the equivalent of like the art lobe. Dave's section was just like doing the art lobe. Um, you know, like I said, it was about 30 miles and roughly 8,000 feet of gain. Um, you know, I mean, when you look at these sections, yeah, that's, and that's how I had to keep it in mind is like, you know, I'm doing this section. So, um, everybody had kind of, um, blown this up, this Quartz Ridge section, you know, Lewis River to Quartz Ridge. Uh, and so, you know, I kept waiting, <laughs> I kept waiting for these like, you know, really hard, massive climbs. And it just, uh, they didn't materialize to be what, you know, what, what folks had really said they would be, which was great. I was so happy <laughs> when we arrived at Quartz Ridge and I was like, oh, we're done. That section's done. Uh, we arrived in the morning. Um, you know, I got through that section, um, uh, just fine. And, uh, um, I got into course Ridge, um, and, uh, um, I switched out my shoes. Um, the, uh, you know, I, I was, I was having some heel problems. Um, like, you know, uh, as I said, the, I think that brown pair, for some reason, I don't know, whatever it was, there's, it just rubbed, you know, my heels and my pinky toe, um, so I, they were just bugging me. So I, I wanted to try a different pair. So I switched into the uh, um, the Topo, the Mountain Racer Two, um, and uh, 
thank God for gaiters because you know we we basically every time we you know kind of took off my shoes, dumped them out, tried to clean my feet because uh, everything was so dusty. You know, I don't know what you did, you, your feet were just dusty and dirty. So, um, but uh, we were heading from Quartz Ridge to the Chain of Lakes, and uh, that was uh, it was a good section. I, I started catching some folks um, in that section. Was moving well, um, you know. Uh, Course Ridge uh, again had breakfast and uh, some good calories. Uh, there's like a little out and back section on Course Ridge uh, to get into the aid station, out of the aid station. So you had this big climb out of the aid station, and then a nice descent down into um, this. Uh, not you know what I would say is uh, you know they call it the chain of lakes. It's just this region where there's just all lakes all over the place. Um, it was a nice forest service road that we kind of dropped down and then a little bit of single track connected over to, to more road and actually had a long stretch on actual, you know, uh, paved road. And it was, it was hot. <laughs> uh, we were exposed to the sun, you know, temperatures were getting up into the in 90. Uh, so it, it, it definitely got warm. Um, Morgan and I started playing a the game. There were these little road, um, lines on the road and, um, and we would, you know, look at each other and, and sprint for the, the line. <laughs> uh, we were having, you know, just joking around, being silly, uh, which was fun, uh, you know, to still have that, you know, that kind of uh, um, <laughs> uh, positivity and, and be able to joke around. Uh, here we are, day three, <laughs> you know, running. Uh, I've gone through two nights, um, but, uh, you know, still feeling pretty pretty positive and happy. Uh, and... Uh, you know, we, we made our way uh, in a bit of single track, and then we popped out at the aid station. Um, Beth was her usual celebratory self. Uh, so great to see her, um, you know, at, especially, you know, at every aid station. But uh, I was really happy to get to Chain of Lakes because uh, we were so close, you know, to, uh, to 150 miles in. Um, but, um, yeah, Chain of Lakes, we just kind of hit the reset button. Um, that was a, you know, a good spot to kind of make sure, you know, I changed out, um, I had changed my shorts a few times, but I changed clothes just to, you know, have some, some fresh clothes on, re-lubed, um, chafing wasn't too bad, I got a little bit of chafing between the legs, but, um, honestly, it really wasn't that bad, I just kept applying some Boudreaux's, um, and squirrel nut butter, just, you know, kept, (laughs) kept myself, you know, uh, where if I started to feel something, I just, you know, reapplied. Um, but, uh, the next aid station, um, I, t- I took Nathan with me again, uh, was called click attack. And, uh, from chain of lakes to there, it's 17 miles. Uh, and again, this is now in the heat of the day. So it's, it's around 90 degrees. Um, just it's warm. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I was, I was, you know, my body was definitely feeling the miles. Um, and so we, we hiked a lot. We, we hooked up with this other, uh, gentleman that had done Bigfoot before. His name is Jason. Uh, Jason's from, uh, just outside of Philly. And we had a great talk with Jason. He was amazing. Um, and just made our way with Jason, uh, from Chain of Lakes to Klickitat. Um, we basically, you know, hiked the whole thing, uh, you know, at a good pace, uh, just stayed with Jason. Uh, it was just, I mean, probably could have ran it and, and done it a bit faster. But, uh, you know, at that point in the race, I think it was exactly what I needed was just a long hike uh, at that point. And just kind of being mindful um, of, of how much I had done. 
Um, you know, it, but that section went by really fast. There was a long climb, really long climb out of um, uh, out of the valley, and, and you you know got all the way up. You went past the turn for your the aid station all the way up to um, Elk Pass, which is uh, it's confusing because there's another aid station called Elk Pass. But you actually went to the, this summit and got this great 360 view of everything. And it, I mean, it was um, you know just before dusk, so uh, what a beautiful light setting. Um, and uh, my kids were there. Oh, I'm so, I was so happy. I could cry right now just thinking about it. Uh, they come running down, you know, as I'm going up to Elk Pass, they came running down. Uh, I just grabbed them and hugged them. Uh, it just felt so good. <laughs> uh, so um, seeing them just, you know, it, it just, it, it lit me up inside. Um, I, I was so overwhelmed with happiness um, at that point. Um, you know, to see them, uh, to be at this point in the race, uh, I just, um, I, it was, it was a great moment, you know, and, and we enjoyed the summit, got some video, uh, which I'll be, um, making a YouTube video of, of all the footage that I took. Um, it was wonderful. Oh, what a moment. And then, you know, we, we came back down, um, this section, your feet got, uh, really wet in this section. So coming back down, my feet felt like they were going to fall apart. Oh, they hurt so bad. Um, I was a little worried about them. So when we got into Clickitat, um, I got my shoes off. Uh, a woman that had worked on my feet earlier in the day, she had moved on to this aid station. And, um, you know, we got, like I said, got shoes off, let them dry out. She assessed my feet. She says, no, you know, you didn't get any new blisters. It, it's just hot spots, you know, probably from being wet. So let's let them dry out. Uh, Morgan set up a bed again. I tried to get, uh, I tried to get another, um, you know, um, nap in like a long nap but um unfortunately that aid station was super loud every time a runner came in they rang the cowbell so i unfortunately did not get much sleep um but i was picking up um well nathan actually was staying with me um you know onto the next aid station so um you know we we geared up for the night again um going into night three here um and uh uh you know my kids took off um you know, before I took my nap, um, but um, it was great, so great to see them and my mom and my stepfather. Um, I just, I love that moment, you know, thinking about that. And then uh, we made our way down um, off of uh, Clickitat. The next section they kept saying was was just horrendous because of all of the blowdowns, and they were right. Um, we were making our way to Twin Sisters. It was, uh, it's you know, about. 19 and a half miles to Twin Sisters, real long section, you know, through the night. And my crew was, you know, probably figuring this was going to take me a while because of all the blowdowns and, you know, again, going through the night. Uh, and I was struggling. I really was that, you know, the beginning of that section, um, I, I didn't get much sleep, so I was tired. Um, and I told Nathan, you know, we got into this really nice little clearing, uh, and I said, hey, let's, you know, let's take a dirt nap here. So we pulled out my emergency bivy. And as I was getting in, the thing just kept tearing holes. So I, you know, unfortunately, uh, the wind kept blowing in through the holes, and uh, the thing just was not keeping me warm. Um, I, you know, I, I, I did get some sleep. We, we, you know, we set an alarm for 45 minutes. Um, you know, the alarm went off, and we got up, put our stuff together. 
um, and kept moving. And um, we saw another runner, and uh, somehow I, I took my mind off the trail for a second, and I twisted my knee. Um, I've got a, a bruise on the inside of my knee, um, where I, it must be from where I twisted it. Uh, and my knee just oh, it throbbed. It hurt so bad. I was worried about it. Oh, my God, that was, you know, when you start thinking about, um, well, am I going to be able to continue? Is this the end of my race? Like, it was one of those moments because uh, I was limping. I couldn't lift it up over these blowdowns. Uh, was, it was tough. It was a frustrating moment. I was really scared. I had ruined my race. Um, and, uh, you know, I just I was tired still, <laughs> honestly. Uh, I was tired of the pain. Because, uh, you know, we were going, and as I said, it was just blowdown after blowdown after blowdown after blowdown. And, I mean, you know, lifting my knee each time and trying to put weight on it, it, it was really, it was taking its toll. And I, I we found this, like, little pull-off area, uh, just, you know, um, a little wildlife area, if you will, like a, a, a bed for deer, uh, you know, it was just off the, off the trail. And I said, let's just lay down for 20 minutes. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm falling asleep on my feet and my knees killing me. Um, Nathan had some ibuprofen on him. Um, so I took some ibuprofen, um, and, uh, uh, you know, we, uh, we laid down, I fell asleep. Um, and, uh, when I woke up, I, I felt, I don't know, my knee was fine. <laughs> it was weird. Um, no pain in the knee. Um, I felt, you know, rejuvenated. And all of a sudden we started rolling. I mean, really running. I was running uphill. I was running downhill fast. I mean, we were, we were moving at a good clip. Uh, you know, all of a sudden we're turning out, you know, what, what had been, you know, <laughs> 20 to 30 minute miles. We're now turning out 11 to 14 minute miles on technical trail. All of a sudden I was, you know, just moving fast. And, uh, as I was eating more frequently, um, you know, I was taking down gels because I knew the effort was was more. Um, but we were just rolling and making our way down to uh, Twin Sisters. Uh, Twin Sisters also, you you go past your turn um, for the the final aid station, so it's an out and back. Uh, it's about two miles down to the aid station from the turn off. So we, we, you know, we saw that, ran down. Nathan got stung by a bee, and, you know, we just kept moving fast because he's like, oh, go, 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 go. <laughs> so um, we, we flew down to the A station, made it in way before our, you know, our crew anticipated us being there, and they weren't there. <laughs> um, and uh, Nathan got a message out on uh, Garmin InReach, and they said they were on their way, but you know, they had a hike in and we didn't know how long they'd be. I was supposed to pick up Morgan there. Uh, but Nathan's like, Hey, I'll just go with you. You know, let me grab some stuff. And I had enough stuff on me, you know, to kind of get me over to the next aid station, um, which was the final aid station, Owens Creek. Um, so we decided to, to move forward without seeing the crew and waiting for them. Uh, you know, I just wanted to, I just more really wanted to get done at that point. Um, when we got to Twin Sisters, we're, you know, 180 miles into this race. Um, and so um, we had uh, 13 miles to Owens Creek. Again, big climb out of there. Still feeling really good. Uh, I had a really good breakfast at Owens Creek. Uh, we're back in the daylight now. Um, you know, hiked up that. And then, um, you know, we, we made the turn to head towards Owens Creek. And you're, 
you really just got into this beautiful ridge line and uh, uh, we had to go up um, Pompeii. Uh, there's a um, you know, mountain called Pompeii and you go, it's an out and back and there's an old fire tower up there and we're hiking up and uh, there was some, some leftover wire which I thought I had cleared, I thought I had gotten over but it clipped my foot and I fell and I broke a pole. <laughs> and um, <laughs> being as tired and fatigued as I was, I didn't handle the situation well. <laughs> I'm not proud of that. <laughs> I was definitely cursing <laughs> that I had broken my pole because I needed it to get back down. I was frustrated that I had broken it at you know this point in the race, just like I had at UTMB. Um, I, you know, I, I a bunch of emotions. I, you know, I had been doing well. <laughs> I'd been in a good positive state until that moment where I broke my pole. But I, uh, I, I took a moment. Uh, I stood up at the top of Pompeii and uh, just let it go. I did. I let it go. Um, I let myself feel the frustration, the anger, um, and then I let it go. I said, you know, this is not going to break my race. I am at this point. I am so close to the last aid station. I just need to keep moving forward. And that's, that was the name of the game. You know, my, my mantra for this was, I got this. Uh, my, my daughter had bought uh, a folder for me to put all my, my race stuff in. It says, you got this. My wife wrote it on my bib. You got this. And that was my mantra. I got this. And so we put my broken poles on my pack. And I told myself, I got this. My pack was a lot heavier than it had been because I was now stowing all of my night gear because I didn't see my, my crew. So I had all my, my night gear that I wasn't you know, used to carrying um, because I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't need it. So now my pack is a lot heavier. So um, as we made our way down the mountain, we got onto this old service road. And um, you know, we, had, we had still been, um, we'd still been going over blowdown after blowdown. <laughs> Um, but I was, I was, I was okay. I was moving well. Um, my knee was fine as amazingly. I don't know, you know, as I said, I can see a bruise in it now and it, you know, it's, it's a little tender, but, um, you know, I was still good. Um, so we, uh, we kept moving this old dirt road. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was kind of overgrown. Nobody had, you know, clipped anything. You could see the footpath where people before us had gone through, but, you know, there was in the brush, you couldn't see what was there. And so we kept kicking rocks and uh, tripping on sticks. And, uh, you know, both of us were, were fumbling a bit and it was getting, it was getting really frustrating because I'm sure you've experienced something like that in your trail running. But, you know, at this point in the race, when you're this late in the race, now you're seeing, you know, um, you know, 180 to 190 miles on your watch and, you know, you're stumbling around because there's no, uh, you know, no clear path <laughs> uh, at the end of the race. It was quite frustrating. Uh, so, but we kept moving forward. You know, that was the name of the game. Just keep moving forward. Um, I would run, um, you know, until it got really brushy and, you know, we had to slow down so that we could make our way through the brush and then start running again. So it just, it was, that was tough because, it, you know, we couldn't keep a consistent run. You know, if, if it had been clear, we could have just ran. It was, you know, it was that runnable um, of, a, of a terrain, but with all the brush, it just kept stopping you, which was, you know, it was really hard. Uh, it just, you know, to keep that, that, you know, stop and go. Oh man, it was just, um, so uh, we put on some music 
um, which really helped. Um, you know, it, it, it really got my mind off of that. Um, and uh, uh, we, we kept moving. And I had seen um, where the aid station was, uh, which was great, you know, seeing that aid station um, prior. Uh, you know, we had gone up there. I had done one of my runs up there. Uh, so I could see where the aid station was and what the, you know, the final segment would look like. So we crossed this creek, and I was like, I think this is it, man. I think the aid station is right here. And, and Nathan looked at, you know, his map, and he was like, dude, you're, you're like 0.2 away. I was like, oh, my gosh. I, and, you know, it just kind of sank in that I'm about to hit the last aid station and make my way to the finish. And sure enough, we made our way around the corner, and there was my crew. Oh, my gosh. I, I, you know, I definitely shed a tear there because I was so happy. Um, so happy to see them, you know, after missing them at the last aid station. Uh, so happy to be so close to the finish. Um so I sat down, um, you know, I, I, uh, um, I had switched into the, uh, the Altramont Blanc, um, for this last segment and, uh, you know, you had about three miles on the dirt and then about, uh, 10 miles on the road and, um, Morgan was going to pace me to the finish. So, um, we stripped my bag down to the, uh, the, basically just the mandatory gear. Um, you know, that's the only thing I carried was mandatory gear and, um, you know, minimal calories. Uh, I just put water in my bladder. It was hot. It was, you know, it was hot by that point. And uh, we set off, um, you know, said, see you at the finish <laughs> and uh, ran down the road, um, saw my mom and my stepfather. I said, I'll see you guys in a few miles. And, uh, you know, ran and um, Morgan was saying that, you know, that I was in 11th place. Uh, 10th place was just ahead of me. And, uh, you know, so I said, uh, I just, I have to take my pace, man. I, you know, I, I can't try to chase people down right now. I just have to be mindful. You know, I still have uh, 10 miles to the finish. So, um, you know, we settled into my pace um, and uh, just, you know, kept going. The, the road was, it was hot. It was definitely, it was, you know, really hot. And if I pushed too hard, I, I really felt it. So just was really mindful of that and, and managed my, uh, my effort. Um, you know, Morgan kept spraying me down with his bottles. Uh, it, it was, you know, and it just, it dried off so quick. Um, but we made it back into town. Um, you know, we saw, oh my God, the, the highway. I knew I had about somewhere between two and three miles to go when I crossed over the major highway. And, uh, just that feeling of knowing, uh, you know, the finish line was just ahead that, um, I was going to get my Western States qualifier. I mean, you know, just the satisfaction, um, of, uh, of this journey, sharing it with so many people I love. Um, you know, there's, it was overwhelming. There was so much emotion. Um, you know, uh, my feet got onto the track, you know, you had three quarters of a lap to the finish. Um, and like, you know, my kids joined me, my wife joined me. I could see the, the happiness, uh, in all their faces. And, uh, you know, just sharing that moment was, was quite special, you know, running around the track with them and my pacers, um, all my crew was there, my mom, you know, just you know, my stepfather, everybody just, uh, it, it was just wonderful seeing the, the joy on their faces, uh, you know, and, and, you know, having this, uh, this, this, uh, end to this, this amazing adventure, um, uh, you know, I, I can't express how um, grateful I am to all of them, uh, to uh, to Morgan, Mercedes, Nathan, um, to Dave, uh, Beth, uh, and uh, Terry, of course, uh, to my mom for, you know, all her help, and my stepfather, to my kids, like, you know, 
uh, man, it's just what a what an amazing adventure. Uh, so we we made it around, uh, came in and finished, and oh uh, man, just the the sense of uh, of completion, you know, uh, of just getting something done that you've been working on or working towards for so long. Um, you know, I, it was uh, it was hard to process. You know, it was hard to take in. It really was um, to get a sense for what I had just done. Um, it took me, I think, close to seventy-seven hours to complete. Um, you know, could I have done it faster? Who cares? <laughs> uh, could I have placed higher? Who cares? Could I have? You know, could I have? Who cares? That's that's what I say. I finished, and you know, I'm happy with that. I, um, you know, when I process that, I am just happy that I finished. That was my goal. Uh, was what I needed to do, and that's what I did. I finished, and uh, you know, it, it's it's great. I, you know, I, I I I have I accomplished what I set out to do, um, and I'm I'm relieved. <laughs> I'm very very relieved. It was a wonderful journey. Um, you know, folks ask me, will I do another 200? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That was, uh, was quite the effort. Um, it's a lot on those that, you know, you asked to, to crew you. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I don't, I don't take that for granted. Uh, those folks sacrificed a lot to be there and I can't thank them enough. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's really, a, it's, there's a lot of resources that go into this, you know, financially time commitment, a lot goes into training for a 200 miler and executing it. So I really don't know if I would do another one. Um, it would have to be something pretty special, perhaps something like a tour de Jean. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, you know, we'll see what time, time brings. Um, for now, I'm going to take off some time. Um, you know, just let my body recover, uh, from this, <laughs> this giant effort. Uh, I, I can't, you know, begin to to just um (laughs) express to to everybody once again you know thank you for your support and for your outpouring of uh of love and uh just uh, congratulatory remarks i just uh man this meant the world to me um it was it was the best experience um you know I, i i mean there was a few dark points um you know especially with the knee I was, the knee was really the only time I was questioning whether um, I was going to be able to go on. Um, every other time, yeah, I may have gotten to a low, but you know, it, it was just I knew it was a low, and I just had to work through it. And, you know, figure it out whether it be need more calories or need more sleep. Um, you know, I, I did take a few dirt naps. I would say in total, maybe got about three and a half hours sleep um, out of that whole uh, whole time maybe four, three and a half to four hours of sleep over that, that duration. So, but, um, you know, um, in training, uh, you know, I learned some things. Um, this uh, training was not ideal. You know, I've gone over that in the past. There just was too many things going on. Um, uh, you know, but um, that's okay. It was what it was. You know, getting COVID four weeks before, all of that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't ideal, but that's okay. Um, it, in the end, I got the result I needed. So, um, but thank you for sharing this journey with me. I can't wait till the next one. You know, when we start up training for for Western States, um, it's going to be uh, another 
hopefully epic adventure. So thanks for being with me. Thanks for tuning in. Um, you got questions, comments, concerns, don't hesitate to reach out. Let me know. Uh, you can find me on Strava, Instagram, Facebook. All of the um, all of those are in my show notes. Um, I'll be writing up my uh, my newsletter here, um, kind of doing a more detailed race report. Um, I'll have that out pretty soon. So uh, if you want to read on and, and learn more about my gear and my nutrition and you know all that stuff, I'll be I'll be writing that out. So that's to come. So um, thank you guys once again for joining me. Thanks for being a part of this. And uh, I look forward to next time. And until then, keep running, my friends.